Hi, this is Juliana from Band Inc. and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. How has music, music training influenced your writing and your performance? For sure. So it definitely gives me another uh, point of view. Um, you know, before I used to write differently and I didn't care much of the music that was... I, well, I did care, but I wasn't as nitpicky as I am now. I kind of look at it differently. Um, I def When I write now, I kind of look at the music and think like, what can I add to make it, you know, stick out more musically? Um, lyrically, I've always kept it the same. I, I am a very... Uh, like I go based off of emotions and past experiences with my writing so that hasn't changed much beside maybe phrasing and you know melodies that definitely does help when you go to Berkeley they teach you a lot of cool stuff for sure right. um, but music wise it has changed because you know I, I look at different modes for music I look at different rhythms um, it's funny with Midnight Rider the pre-chorus has a rhythm extra measure of 3-4 that I like to have fun with. And I used to not care about that at all before I went to school, but now I have fun with all the rhythms and everything. <laughs> That's cool. You mentioned uh, that a lot of- si right. Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Bruce. I was gonna say, you mentioned that a lot of the, uh, the songs are personal. Do you ever feel like you're too vulnerable or you've put too much of yourself into a song? Uh, definitely, for sure. And the reason being is um, I'm not very good at um, expressing myself through communication. I've always been kept to myself. Uh, I was always the shy one in, in class. So really? Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, it's something that not a lot of people know. Um, I still am to this day. I kind of am quiet in my little corner, <laughs> you know, just writing music. But I've never been very good at expressing myself. I actually have it here. I've been bringing it to all the podcasts, but this is where all my writing goes. Every year I buy a journal. And I just, you know, fill it with thoughts, experiences, you know, thought, you know, ways that I'm feeling. And when I'm writing, I kind of look back on it and I'll pick and choose like some thoughts that I had and I'll try to form, you know, melodies and work in the phrasing to the song. So it definitely is uh, a way that I express myself to people because it, music is its own language and it really has helped me express myself. You ever feel like you put too much of yourself into it or like I can't or how to stop I can't put that out there? Not really. I um I feel like I do sh sometimes I don't do like 100%. I don't do 100% of my feelings in a song. Sometimes it helps to add a little bit of it. You know, um like for Midnight Rider, for example. I wrote that uh, inspired for my grandpa because he's a motorcycle guy. You know, you got trouble, you call when you need. He's the guy that I call <laughs> when I'm in trouble, you know. So that would be probably an example of like bits and pieces of my life that I like to throw in. But something that I like to do is also write about, you know, like certain situations. Like if I write something about, oh, I've been feeling pretty down, I don't write everything about you know my past experiences I try to think okay what's something that people feel when they're down because I want when people listen to it you know they could say you know I'm going through that and I'm glad that I'm not the only one who's going through it and I can just hope that they can add it to their catalog or their you know set list of music that they listen to you know every day 
Cool. I have I have a rather strange question. How did you get into Dio? <laughs> well, Dio's the rock and roll guy. I love that Hell man. Yeah. He doesn't love Dio. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got into Dio. It's funny because um, my family's like a Beatles and blues kind of family. Like they're not like this. Like I took over this room. It's my studio, and like I came across. It all started with the mighty Zeppelin. I kind of branched off of Zeppelin, just learning about all the hard rock bands that exist. And Dio has always caught my attention because of his lyrics and just his writing. He's so unique, and you know he writes about fantasy and not stuff that you. Yeah, exactly. He's a very visual writer. You can imagine what, you know, Rainbow in the Dark, like you can just picture it. And it's so cool because not a lot of writers did what he did. He did a lot of fantasy and imagery. And that I have a lot of respect for Dio, you know, as a musician, and as a songwriter. He, he's definitely a hero to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I did a COVID, I had a COVID heavy metal cover band. Oh, my God. And, wow. and we covered Holy Diver. I love it. it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was just, you know, like Dio was before my time. So he was definitely before your time. Yeah. So it's like, how do you get in? How do you get into these bands? Like I got into it because my older brother introduced me to him. Uh-huh. So who introduced you to Dio? Or did you just find it on your own because you're going from Zeppelin to this, to that, to this, to that? I honestly, I found it on my own. I, um, when I was in high school, I just wanted to learn every rock band and there's still so many, but I wanted to get familiar with, you know, who, who created the sound of rock that exists today. And Dio had such an impact on it. And I just, I love that band. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever heard his old stuff when he was in like a doo-wop band? Yes, I did, and I saw a video of it, and I was like, this is, I mean, he's, this is a legend, you know? What a transformation, hey? It like is. Do really up, do up, do up, to like, like a rainbow in the dark. Exactly. And you're just like, where did that come from? Exactly. And as a vocalist as well, like, he's such a powerhouse. He was, you know, he was such a powerhouse of a yeah. vocalist. And for a vocalist, I just love, you know, listening to other vocalists. He's just like 100% a rock star. Like, he's one, he's a definition of a rock star for sure. So, segueing into legends, in our notes, I've got that you sang with Brian May of Queen. Is that true? <laughs> and how did that come about? I always say the answer, it was a type of magic. <laughs> you know, but it was... It was a, you know, definitely a lot of fun. It was a video I did in the pandemic, and it got a lot of, a lot of connection through it. So, you know, I always talk about Queen because Queen to me, it, you know, long story short, I was like this kid in middle school, and my grand, you'll hear a lot about my grandpa. He's my hero. You know, he's my best friend. But I went to his office one night. And, you know, I see this man in a yellow jacket on his computer singing to, you know, thousands of people at Wembley Studio and at Wembley Stadium, sorry. And I'm just, I'm just like listening in awe. And I tell him, like, Grandpa, who is this man? And he's like, that's the greatest front man of rock and roll. And I was like, yes, he is. Because I literally am just so in awe of this. And Queen to me is like one of my all-time favorite bands because again go circling back to like writing uh freddie mercury to me he was like the greatest lyricist and i know we talked about dio but as 
you know, as someone who writes a lot about feelings and emotions and past experiences, Freddie Mercury to me is like the greatest example of that, you know, his love songs, you know, his songs about his identity, you know, I just, I, I love Queen, so definitely, yeah, it was a type of magic for sure. <laughs> okay, who's, who's like a female rock singer that you really idolize? Oh my God, Lizzie Hale! I love. Oh her. my God, she's oh so my God. fucking good. She, oh my God, like she's ever like, cause you know, for a girl who loves rock and roll, there, it's so gr amazing to see her, and she's such a powerful woman in music, and I love her, like her songwriting, her music, the band in general is just so amazing. And that's like, she's actually one band that I would love to see. Every time she comes by my area, I'm either out of town or I'm playing. And I just, oh, damn. Oh, so much, I love her. She, to me, is one of the best. Absolutely. Bruce? Yeah, so Midnight Rider, the the first the new single. But do you have anything following up that? What can we expect yes, coming so up? At, for sure. At the end of this month, we're heading down to Nashville. We're going to record our first EP. And I am so, so excited about it because we got ton of stuff coming out it should be out we don't have a targeted date yet but it will be at the end of spring early early uh summer maybe june it, beginning of june it should be out so it's going to be a lot of fun so are you oh, going to cool. go the who's route the re right, sorry oh who's doing the record uh so we're working with a studio oh my god i can't remember the name uh <laughs> it's a friend That's okay. of mine it's a friend of mine his name's james he's going to record us so it's going to be a lot of fun for sure <laughs> cool you can't go wrong going to nashville you can't no it's a wonderful yeah. place it's like a disneyland for musicians <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> bruce so, yeah oh i was gonna say so are you planning on doing then the the traditional route of releasing an ep or are you gonna stick to the new model of the new music business model where they're doing singles every six weeks or something like that I am very, um, as a musician, I love the classic way. So even with Midnight Rider, I decided to go with all just like guitar, bass, drums and vocals. Like I love that classic rock sound. So I'm planning to go that route of just, you know, releasing the EP. Mm -hmm. um, just you, me, even me as a listener, I, I love like getting a collection of music because I'm yes. very impatient. <laughs> like I want to listen to everything. Right. So. I, I just think it's fun and you know the more i can record the happier so i'll be so I'll definitely get as much out there cool is it dark where you are no no this is just my basement <laughs> oh i was like man is that a well, window behind her and is that but it uh, is it is new england and it's kind of cloudy i'm i'm from boston so right. it's yeah i was like you have such a <laughs> thick american accent but it's dark and i'm like where the hell yeah, What's no. happening here? I was so confused. <laughs> no, dude, that is a window. I just, um, I'm a musician, you know, I'm, I'm a night person. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I don't like fun too much, but hey, you know, I, as long as I get to, you know, play my bass and I'll, I'll be happy in my basement. So. <laughs> well, I know you said uh, you're heading down to Nashville for the EP, but what's next for Band Inc. after that? Are you guys going to be on the road a lot or what's coming up? For sure. 
So we got a lot of shows coming up um, at the end of May. We're actually heading down to Florida. We got a lot of shows down there. We got a, a string of shows happening. Uh, one of the shows will be opening for Liliac, so I'm so excited about that. Nice. Uh, then we'll thank you. Then we'll be heading up to New York. We're actually opening for Liliac again, which will be a lot of fun. They're an awesome band, and we're just excited to share the stage with them. And then June, we're heading back to the West Coast. We got some shows in California. Uh, opening for a lot of great acts, which is uh, so exciting, really. Um, and then just, you know, doing a bunch of shows here on the East Coast, definitely, you know. Uh, goal is to, you know, do a, a tour around the U.S. That would be a lot of fun, really. But still, you sound quite busy, so that's good. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I, th I love what I do. I love music, so as long as I can travel and play and, you know, make more music, I love it. I No complaints here. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the vibe of this interview. You know, it's like so chill. <laughs> Are you always this relaxed? Yeah, you know, it's funny because like I, I'm a pretty, you know, quiet person. <laughs> I just kind of hang out. And um, yeah, you know, that's the way you got to be, you know, just kind of relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I'm very easygoing. I go with the wind. So. <laughs> I, I get that idea right away. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Chris, you got anything else? Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Really dig up. Uh, oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, you guys are awesome for sure. Okay. We'll talk to you later. We'll and stay in touch awesome. and keep Be us safe. In, keep us in the know about shows and new stuff. Oh, yes. Please let you know. Take care, right. guys. Cheers. We'll see you. Yeah. Right. Bye. 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 I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.